love. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? What? I'm okay. I don't even understand why I'm asking you how are you. I just spoke to you like two minutes ago. Act. It's a Something that for us, by the way. Something that it meant for us. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Please get started. Oh, oh shall smack you. Don't look and boss me around other times. Don't boss me around on my own podcast. <laughs> 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 okay. Okay, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> Hi everyone, welcome back to Conversations with Marianne. As always, I am Marianne, your host, and I have a very special person with me here today. Um, Iwe, introduce yourself. Oh, hello everyone. I'm Samuel Mohindo, a student of the world, passionate about journalism and rhetoric, chief social change. Glad to be here. Nice. Damn, you make everything I've done feel very not as powerful. But okay, you know what? I'll change the world in my I'll change the world by by debating with you all the time. <laughs> Surely, <laughs> that's that's my contribution to the world. Just debate the hell out of you until you come up with better ideas <laughs> to actually change the world. And they're they're coming up every day. See? I'm like a buffer. That's not that's not a very good comparison. Okay. <laughs> okay, so today we're going to talk about um, the coronavirus and the ripple effects it's had on the education system. Uh, mainly in sure. Uganda. But since of course, since I haven't lived in Uganda for a while, and but I see a couple of uh, headlines every now and again. Very special person who argues with me every chance that he gets. He will not let me get a word in. <laughs> I decided to bring him on here so he can um, enlighten all of us and so we can have a bit of an open discussion about what's happening and, you know, what ideas we can brainstorm and how it you know could be better and how we can improve it hopefully one of the people that's in charge of uh, our education system lands on this even by mistake and takes something from it Hope- because they need it hopefully they receive the, the link to, to the podcast yeah. because they need it okay so okay Sam you're in Uganda and um I know you and I have been talking occasionally and I know that for you personally, uh, your university has already um, made sure you guys are doing online school. But I, I oh, yes. have come to understand since maybe May, sorry, no, like March, that that's not the case with everywhere else and there's been confusion with whether or not people are going back to school or staying home and such. So please enlighten us on what's going on right now. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, to start with, I can give a, a small background. Yeah. On 18th March 2020, 
through three executive orders the president closed all landing institutions in the country that is kindergarten primary secondary school high that is the high school colleges institutions yeah and then universities so between 18th march and 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 august yeah nothing like school has been talked about yeah most universities of course communicated that we we use the open the opdel i don't know open distance something e-learning programs okay but but very few rolled them out right because they had to come with approval of the verification by the national council for education whether we had the whether, whether the university had the necessary equipment and where the students were ready right to take them on mm-hmm. uh, but i think it was a good it was a good move from a capitalist point of view because people will never agree on the same thing at the same time true but in a social a social perspective of social balance we shall at all times feel we need our friends to journey with us through the course of education true yeah because the the liberalization of education in Uganda is so hurting the point currently i can to be precise it's only the two leading private universities Including that have been yeah that is Uganda Matrix University and Uganda Christian University that have so far rolled out the the, the e-learning programs mm-hmm. so what happens to the, to the future of the of other other students or our friends that are in public universities right their future of education hangs in balance especially because this the liberalization of education gave the private players because it's a less fair economy mm-hmm. free entry and free access so meaning my business my rules right to some extent of course so long as we are within the precincts of the law yeah that is the constitution which quite speaking even then the law in Uganda is very 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 um i don't quite know what the right word for it is but you know what let's just refer to it as Casper the friendly ghost and his uncles you get there's so many loopholes yeah whereas the law has loopholes i think every law is unfair the law shall give you with one hand and take, and take away with another yeah yeah because we are all entitled to education yes but are all having the education even when we can argue that we are we having the e-learning programs of education mm-hmm. what happens of practical session um leave alone before you even think about the practical session uh because i mean we've all like even here we've been arguing about like for me personally i find it so much easier to learn when i'm looking at the professor talking right when i'm on my computer sure. there's like a hundred things that are going to pop up and when i have messages because i have my phone on me i'm going to have texts and i'm going to i might be listening to music because i know I, i'm doing it on my computer so i'm, I'm, I'm very easily distracted but then also 
I think something that we need to think about even before we implement e-learning, especially in Uganda, is the fact that uh, first of all, not there's very few places, there's very few people that can say they have internet readily at home. There's data bundles of one thing, having access to Wi-Fi at home, which a lot of people would need. For the amount of work they'll probably be downloading, or the size of the papers, or assignments they'll be uploading to job books for professors to be able to access and mark. So, and also, like, um, how many students actually have personal computers, desktops, uh, sorry, desktops or laptops, or, you know, even like smartphones that will probably make it that much easier for them to access the learning there's uh, i mean on a scale of one to ten i would say people that can check most of the boxes required for them to successfully attend a semester of school online would be like like four and a half yeah four and a half that is you use the golden golden main principle you found you found an average somewhere. Four and a half is good and it's honest that you found it. But when you're looking at online education, as just earlier said, you're talking about internet boundaries, mm-hmm. you're talking about the compatibility of software with, with, with gadgets such as smartphones, tablets, those who can afford yeah. computers. And then the mother of everything is internet. Yeah. It's normal. Well, I've attended conferences where even members from the ministry have, are having internet problems. Yeah. So Uganda is a country where, but before the introduction of over-the-top taxes, I think by 2018, uh, we had an internet penetration of 49%. Yeah. When the over-the-top taxes were dropped, were introduced, that is 200 shillings every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the internet penetration dropped to around 39%. Um, my, my statistics may not be right, but it's below 40%. Right, which is, that's this, already a this bad This is the 21st. It's a bad sign. Now, we go back to the cost of the internet. We still have among the most expensive internet bundles within the East African region. Yeah. But we're again dealing with high tax policy. Right. The prices of smartphones are very high. Also if you're doing a practical, if you, yeah, if you're doing a practical course like maybe let, let's say journalism, and you're told to submit a photograph of something, and you submit pixelated, a pixelated photograph, someone won't understand why you are submitting it. Yeah. Yeah, but again, I think the problems are ripple. We have had the social gap. The haves and the have-nots. Right. There's a social stereotype that lives in currently that the children of the haves are sent to the private universities, while those of the have-nots are sent to the public universities. Mm-hmm. So in this situation, the children of the haves, as Elia said, if you look at the examples I'd given, are studying. The means are coming, even with even the difficulty, the means are there. Yeah. But with the public universities, 
there is more politics in the education system than there is interest in having students attend the education. That's true. That's that's amazing. So what happens? Yeah, what happens is most of the students. Now, like we can talk about finalists. Yeah. Most of the students from March 18th to, if I can be precise, to date, most of them in public universities have not interacted with their lecturers. Yeah. What happens to these students? Now, the the effects of these interactions themselves begin caving in. What happens is maybe they have lost interest in education. Or, I mean... That is... I, that's one thing, but... If you're to... Sorry, you go. Yes. I'm just looking at the adults, that is 18 and above, those, those are at, at universities or institutions. Yes. But what happens... I think the most biting challenges of COVID, the ripple effects of COVID-19 and the lockdown and closure of schools has been the student, the, the students and pupils in lower schools, mm-hmm. secondary school and primary school. You're dealing with someone in their adolescence and puberty. Yeah. And it's the hardest thing. I do not know whether all of us are finding it easy staying with parents at home during I can be I can attest it's a fact. This is the longest I've stayed at home or through all my life. And you know what? I, I find that a lot of people actually don't understand that like here in Canada because the truth of the matter is we don't spend a lot of time at home. Like we're in boarding school most of our lives. A lot of happening like we are in boarding school. So we're home for like a month, two months, three months tops. But like five months is a ridiculous amount of time to be with We're here moving six months and we are sure even twenty twenty one I, I joked sometime I mean it's bug. Yeah. That maybe even twenty twenty one the virus will be in the first phase of test meaning <laughs> <laughs> meaning we shall push. To maybe to 2022 yeah but what happens surprisingly i was joking that with with my with a few of my friends that the government has found means of having elections held but they have not found they have not found realizable and realistic means of education all they have are ambitious plans or radios of televisions per sub-county, radios per home. Yeah. But no one is honest to say, by the way, I think we should drop the taxes on the internet. I know, right? Because, I, quite, I, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like mm. as much as they might have tried to hide it, which really, quite frankly, the, politi- the politicians in Uganda don't try to hide their corruption very much is when people had yeah. really when bobby wine was starting to become really popular and you know he was causing all this quote-unquote trouble to the president right um i oh, yes. that's around the time that the taxes were introduced and it was mostly as much as they would try to deny it to censor the ugandan population because it's 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 hard enough to pay money to data bundles and include on oh, yes. that someone having to pay taxes 
you're going to find and like you said uh, give or take over 10 this been uh, 10% drop in the number of people that uh, have been using the internet in, in Uganda so i mean you get like that 10% a small number though it may seem has been affected so at the end of the day you whether know, or not we accept it their voices have been you know censored because they they can't afford to use the uh, internet yes prayer prayer to the enactment of those laws that is over the top taxes and mobile money taxes the president had made queer statements mm-hmm. was saying that hey, social media facebook we shall deal with you you're doing too much lugambo that is too much lugambo is uh, literally means uh, what can i say gossip scandal monger gossip comes out right so to counter the gossip that was giving him sleepless nights him that was giving him and his bootlickers called them psychopaths sleepless nights yeah. so he decided to levy a tax on that of course 200 shillings is too much for an ordinary ugandan yeah so being online i'd rather forego the, the internet and go and fend for my children 200 shillings by someone's children just um, yeah that, that's a, that's a, that's a circuit of tea leaves to be precise So whether or so not they accepted it would actually count as a human rights violation because that's basically of course such an expression but the framers of the law or the architects of the law did not think of a time like this where internet would be a necessity but it's now dealing with them because eventually they're also going for they're going for call it scientific elections yeah. and they now have the radios and and the internet the adherence to the SOPs can be talked about later but this brings us to the fact that you having legislators who act to the wings of an alpha an alpha figure who is who is seated in the state house yeah. and they have to ensure that all his interests are served but what happens Ugandans are now suffering because with the closure of schools there was no possible means by december 20 or oh, sorry march 21st mm-hmm. the lockdown was general lock, total lockdown was was enacted mm-hmm. and everything closed no one talked about family planning no one talked about chronic illnesses no one talked about the future of these young girls that were now going back to the village yeah. no one talked about no one even thought about the challenge the lockdown would have no one acknowledged on these young children nobody acknowledged the financial hardship that would come with staying indoors for way too long people lost their jobs people people's salaries were cut down you know anywhere between 30 and 50% um 30 and 50 yeah. and others even reached 65 lost jobs by the would be precise and then so how do you to be able the to irony after a year of staying in the house how are they going to be able to afford to send their children back to school which is the, the irony the irony of all this is yeah. that 
when you have no food at home and they're not sure whether whether where the utility bills have been paid mm-hmm. here comes some mohino and he's requesting for internet requesting for data like that you know what though we have no food kindly give me 2000 shillings and I have to buy data because my lecturer sent me one yeah does it work that way? it doesn't it it becomes yeah and then what on the 2000 shillings that you've given me kindly add 200 shillings for over the top taxes because we majorly receive our work through email through the social media that is social that is yeah and so you find that eventually the the laws that were framed are undoing even the little hope that was remaining really for someone to love education but was still someone on an empty stomach can do think about education who we were locked down and didn't get food some starved to death furthermore the question of domestic violence during lockdown has been very evident yeah some children some children young girls have been married off relatives in exchange for food items because i won't sit here, i won't sit at home with my my daughters and i'm sure they could be exchanged for maybe for two heifers and maybe a sack of potatoes that can push me for maybe a month and maybe after a month i can i can sell off one heifer and get what get some food that can push us further which is also so you're looking at really illegal because you're selling children which a, you cannot sell a human being and also oh yes also like they're basically being defiled because they're not consenting and you find that a lot of these kids are you know you could um a lot of people say a lot of people say 16 is a reasonable age for consent and while I might agree with that because at 16 you can't say yes I want this or I don't want that 18 is the legal consent age but also why would you be selling why would you be exchanging a 12 year old a 10 year old giving them to like a 50 year old man like that is defiling but what what okay what will i feed them they have no food the food that i was promised was served only people in urban centers majorly kampala true i have been listening I've been listening over the radio that even those in Kampala didn't get the food. So what do I do? I have to send away my child and exchange them for heifer and a sack of potatoes that can help us eat. My child will eat with with a with a baby boomer as I also be eating the side with with the rest of the relatives. Not, But there's on on every end and I feel like <laughs> Okay, I'm just the kind of person and I notice it's a, it's a pattern every time I'm having a conversation about something. When children are involved, I get I get more passionate. I like there you know when you think you couldn't get me passionate about something like social justice and it's like oh yes. Me personally, it's like I'm infuriated when I see stories in in, in the media about like black men being killed and, and being targeted by police officers but then it really 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 pisses me off like so much that i like i like i'm fuming when there's a child involved you know why are you shooting somebody with their child right there why would you shoot an innocent child you know it's like it's one thing for it to be an adult that might have accomplished something or if they're 60 they've lived a bit so of their life, but 
there's a child involved. <laughs> Just... So, as you get emotional about the child, yeah. the other situation of two young, of two young, of two of two of two young young ones, mm-hmm. that is someone of sixteen and a young girl of fourteen, yeah. one impregnating the other. Oh God! This has been the situation. We are having. I think the recovery, the government should, the country should have recorded their highest count ever of pregnancies. But see, we can't. Kids at home. Cannot just blame and, and like you, you, you said prior to this was, you said something about nobody talked about family planning, but we cannot blame the virus solely for an increase in teenage pregnancies. You know why? Because of culturally in Uganda, nobody talks about pregnancy. This is your this is your sex talk, and I'm sure you can attest to this if you've had one anyway. The most common, the uh, most common I, talk. I do not, I do not want us to talk about the culture and so on and so forth because I want us to be honest with ourselves uh-huh. that no 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 the young girls. No, I understand and, that. I'm just saying like the the most common talk that a lot of children in Uganda are given about sex is don't have sex if you have sex i'll kick you out of my house oh, don't, it's not it's not it's not a if you're going to have sex do it safely like this could happen or that could happen and i expect this it's more of a don't do this you know there's no explanation yes, there's you can't nothing around it so if kids are not educated uh i can bet you on my life they're going to make mistakes they're going to screw Uganda is a country that is rooted in religion, right. Christianity, and if I'm to be precise, and the Catholic faith has a doctrine that is against, as a, as as a faith is against family planning. I don't I don't I don't want us to, to to go astray. I was going back. You have to realize that when our kids have been told that the safest place they can be in, where they are safe. And secure is not their homes, by the way. Where the church? They're at school. The school, yeah. They're at school. They tell you, where my kid is like, eh? Now the hyenas on this community will not will not feast on my children because I've now sent them back to school. The parent shall say that. <laughs> yes, so the, the hyenas. No, I'm sorry. I just remembered that that the thing in the red pepper. <laughs> The hyenas won't fish on my children because I'm not them back to school. Because if you're having two two young ones impregnate one impregnating the other, it's a whole problem. Of course, you talk about you talk about moral degeneration in society, but that's not the problem. The problem is when kids were sent to were sent back home, we do not dedicate some good time to them, to inform them, to preach to them. That you know what, it's now getting out of hand. Mm-hmm. What is the answer? The answer that I have is we all have to join forces and voices. How schools reopen? I know it's it's too much. I'll be I'll I'm, I'll be almost be twisting my hand because even the COVID-19 cases are surge and the surge are increasing every day. But I think the safest way. To get out of this problem is opening, is reopening of schools. 
I, I was I was reading Univision to be precise. I think she the Univision of last month. We all know all all know this Ali 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 month Ali 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 August, mm-hmm. where one boy impregnated around six or twelve girls. One boy from from Kasese, if I'm to be precise, a gentleman of twenty one impregnating twelve. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. How does he? Yes. I'm sorry. Like I'm not going to put this on the education system. I'm going to put this on him as a human being. How does he expect? Okay. I I don't even want to finish that question because people never have the expectation. But how does he expect yes. to after all those children? <laughs> Do not talk about looking after the children. This is an idle young man who has just watched movies. Because remember, since we I do, most of us watched movies. Most of of these movies are rated, but they're not censored by the parents. And the movies, days. yeah, you see. <laughs> <laughs> and these these movies had sexual scenes because we believe in imitation. What I have seen being done, I should also do it. And eventually, you know what happens? You impregnate the kids. But the most disastrous bit is since most of our schools are religious grounded, yeah. and most of the founders are against family planning, being told sex education being told to, to these children. These children have now created havoc in their communities. They have impregnated their friends. They do not know how to care for these pregnant young girls. Families are broken down because when kids are back home, the kids behave in a way that any parents did not know. You know what 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 a parent does? No. They will claw by you. They will claw by you, saying, "I have produced this big head. This child to dehone this boy. This boy has overgrown. He thinks he thinks school is everything. He thinks because he's going to school, then he has made it." Yeah. But is it is it the reality? The reality is, our parents have never given us time to stay with them. True. So this situation, when they were broke, they were hard up. They had no money on them, or the money got done during the lockdown. And guess what? So kids are losing. Like, cause I even watched in the news recently one of the young girls in the news where what I think. Both her limbs, that the hands had been chopped off, yeah. because she refused to get married off to someone, and she she felt she was too young, and eventually the hands were chopped off. This is just a teen. I think at most she should be fourteen, and you're forcing her to get married because of circumstances, not out of will or wish, but yeah, you're sending her to someone. Someone ends up chopping her hand. Yeah, you have destroyed. An entire future. So I would, I would have wished an education sector and education system that should have thought about the young girls. You realize that those who are self are the young girls that are within, they are in gated gated residences. But how many of them are in gated residences? The very few. It again goes back to the bargain that it's the children of the halves. That are safe and somewhat protected. Um, those of the have, those of the ninety nine percent majority have nots. 
are exposed to the hyenas. The hyenas are their colleagues who will feast, who will end at nothing. A bit of an intervention. Um, when you talk about um, little girls being exploited and such, I also have to because this is also something nobody really talks about in Uganda is sexual assault on little boys as well. The assault of little boys because for I, I'm not going to like paint like single parents, you know. Uh I'm not gonna paint them as yes. a devil, but a lot of time because see, a lot of boys where we come from are um boys will be let they say let boys be boys so boys will be given more freedom than girls will but the thing is is if you send a boy to an uncle or an aunt who may not have the best intentions intentions for them in a you know in a let them work for you in return you know you give me some money so i can be able to feed you know the rest of the family you know uh, oh, yes. which is basically you're exchanging them for labor not the best thing but you know what it's I, I feel like it's so much better than like just exchanging your child yes to I, I think it, but also if I'm to cut um, uh, you know some of these kids are actually molested and because they're boys and because of the kind of society we have in Uganda and because of a lot of the way our relationships are built with our parents where it is fear instead of respect that if I was, you know, if if someone in, in the family hurt me I couldn't possibly go and sit down and talk to my parents and say mommy, daddy, so and so did this and this and this without worrying about my parents thinking that I'm either accusing them or that I did something to make them do something to me, you know? Oh yes. Uh, the issue of sex. I, I don't know whether whether I show some photograph of a lady in Nigeria mm-hmm. who took a nude pic with her son. She was nude, as in nude, and the son was also undressed, and she took a photo with her son. I, think, I don't know whether it was in the washroom or in anywhere, and I'm not sure. But it already shows you something that most of the kids have gone through this this tough time. Yeah. Sexual assault, mental, even even without even being molested, mentally they have been they have been exposed to things that they have always been protected from when they were at school. Yeah. But you you, me- you mentioned a very fundamental thing of let me send you my child. To help you with work most of the kids have become donkeys yeah they almost do they do all the donkey work at their relatives place it's a bit of child labor yeah but someone will tell you i'm grooming i'm grooming a strong man my son or my my nephew my niece my cousin has to be strong he has to be able to work a child is working from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. No rest. No. You. This is someone that is just eight years. Yeah. I'm telling them to work with you at the kiln, 
make bricks from morning to evening. When does this child enjoy being a child? Right. That is the greatest question all of us have to deal with and answer. When does a child enjoy being a child? Yeah. Have the children who were sent back home enjoyed being children or they realized that staying at home is a punishment because they have been forced to believe that the only way they can get access to funds is when they are at school. Yeah. When they are at home, they're financially emancipated. Why should I give you money? You're not at school. You're not doing for me anything. But this child needs to buy airtime. This child maybe needs to buy something. Yeah. So you find that the mental instability of children back at home is highest than while at school. Yet most kids hate being sparked because school is still a place of violence for the children. But for the most kids, like I think school should be open. Some of them, uh, some of my friends have said the funny statements. That the the made in me is tired. It's, it's <laughs> also because see yeah exactly so it's also because when you're at school, you actually get to be with people that are your age that you, it helps you forget because when you go home, especially yes. for children, who um like I like uh, for me personally I like I can't say my parents ever treated me like a donkey. Yes, my mom was always hard on you need to learn how to clean and cook and stuff and i learned these things like pretty early but also because it's a pretty big family and like a lot of my older siblings have kids so sometimes if everyone was not around and i was staying home with the kids it's you know teach me to be self self-sufficient enough that i can look after other human beings in the house you know um, yes. but like you find kids that have it really hard at home and being at school is the only thing that gives them a break it's the only time they actually get to be their age. The only time they get to enjoy, like you said, being kids. And if they can't be kids at home, yes. they want to be kids at school. And you know, even in if, even if you put them in a day school, they wouldn't want to because even then they're going to probably drop because they have to. They they come to school thinking about I have to go home and take care of everyone and not have any time for me. And I do the laundry. That you you realize that most kids that used to go home with homework every evening used to come back without doing it. Yeah. Yet we who were in boarding used to do the homework. Exactly. And you like because it's like we at home. school we have we basically have nothing else to do. We're going to do our homework. But they go home and they have yes, other responsibilities. But for you at home, how do you even fail doing your homework? It's so but I think as going forward because i don't think the ministry is going to open is not is going to even plan for the reopening of schools anytime so yeah. going forward, we need some high level of advocacy let us stop prioritizing politics and let us begin prioritizing the well-being of our society yeah it's, it's a land society it's a well-prepared generation that can bolster growth of the country if you're having an entire generation sitting at home from March and you've not asked them how they are living, you're calling these the leaders of tomorrow. But where is the key 
you, you swallowed the key and locked the gener- the, the entire the entrance into the generation with the padlock whose keys you swallowed another person we should think another entity we should question especially about food and education is the ministry of well first of all the ministry of education but also the ministry of disaster preparedness because that is the most useless body in Uganda that has ever existed it hasn't done anything for the people the food that came uh, that went to people was from like refugees so if 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 it took that long to distribute food just around Kampala um, oh yes how do we know and that some, and some people how do we know that the refugees that are living in Uganda have food how it does give it a benefit of the country got food you know we give it the benefit of doubt that they are receiving food because currently my whole worry is on the teenage pregnancy that on the rise they are spiking the spike it's serious it's something that has to be dealt with yeah i don't know how maybe we have to pause on the elections and the politics and everything and rededicate all these all these monies that are being sent and producing donations and grants seeing even loans from the world bank and imf coming in but the money is going your force being directed under classified expenditure where you do not question what classification that is yeah but i think we should have to talk about our young ones yeah for sure what what is the way forward what is the package for them because uganda has among the youngest populations in the world that is true with 50% of the population because we have 78 being youth and 53% being under 15 um, being 15 or 18 and below yeah. so you, out of a population of 44 million you really having 53% under 18 and then you're having 78% of the entire population being big, youth being youth so you're having a very young and then another batch that is youthful yeah but we're not we're not being planned for and it's definitely something to think about it's definitely something we all need to question see i this is something i really appreciate about you specifically and you know a few other friends of mine is we actually want to have conversations like this i know people who when you start having a conversation that is even the slightest bit political or is going to bring some kind of because quite frankly anything at all can be controversial you know but like i know people who oh, yes. when you bring up something that has the slightest chance of turning into something controversial they shut you up they stand up and walk away and it's like how do we expect to make the world better if we can't have these conversations because that's how we start we have, it's like we need to understand have, what's happening to be able to find solutions to it so if you want to talk to me then what the hell are we supposed to do you know i think as a ugandan i feel i have a moral duty of talking about what is going on yeah because if it, if it doesn't settle well with me i'm a ugandan i've talked about it. maybe i may end up becoming the voice that was big 
that that everyone was waiting for to hear. Yeah. Maybe it is the fact that I've continuously talked about something. Maybe it shall be heard. Maybe. So really, I think we have the moral duty of serving our country. Yeah. But the education, it was on life-saving machine, but I think it shall need the electric shocks. For sure. <laughs> um... I. The high voltage yeah. electric shocks. Yeah, and a lot of um, chest compressions. We we just need everything. Yeah. Because I think, you know, surprisingly, we are crying now when the schools are still locked down. Yeah. What shall happen when teachers realize that they were being exploited? They are now earning more from laying bricks. And doing the boda boda business. Yeah, it's definitely. Maybe they're earning more from making. It's definitely from making brickets. From here on out, it's going. It's going to get. The conversations are going to get harder. It's going to become more difficult. We've already seen problems with teachers being paid by the government, so it's going to get. Because I think harder. It's going to be a very serious situation because some teachers won't come back to class. Yeah. Some schools are closed. Even yesterday, I was I re- yes same time yesterday. I received I was reading a communication from James Cambridge International School Kampala, mm-hmm. an international school that is closing oh, wow. during COVID. Most schools have closed. If schools are closing, where shall the kids that have been going to the school go to? What is the state? What happened to the supplier that have been supplying food? She realized that the closure of school has had a ripple effect. Yeah, on a because lot of a lot of people. On most much sectors of the economy. Yeah. What about the tourism sector where schools students were among the biggest now domestic tourists that were visiting the national game parks and and other heritage sites in Uganda? It's definitely something to think about going forward it's think I think thinking is light we have to think and answer the tough questions yes and find an answer the government needs and to ever. stop thinking about themselves and start thinking about serving the people because they work for the people they don't work for themselves and that's that's the illusion they're under they think they own the country and they own the people in the country and they forget that they're public servants yes they're public servants but it is them that wield the power no see that is what they have led the people believe the truth of the matter is is that we wield the power the problem is we're not educated enough to know that we wield the power it's how we've been told even I think when you're educated and not empowered economically, your power is useless. That is true. You have to be you have to be empowered right now. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, um so we're, we're definitely going to have this conversation going forward like some other time we're probably going to have to do another episode cuz this obviously a lot of things to say <laughs> um so... i have 
but i just wanted to be very professional today yeah i don't want to get emotional okay good you only do that with me because like you don't care how i feel <laughs> <laughs> okay so um thank you though for making time to talk to me this was supposed to be 30 minutes of your time we've been talking since like 4 p.m so i think it's just it's just just a half past midnight yeah so it's been i've taken up like an hour and a half of your time so thanks for uh that's fine Yeah, so thank of course with you it's yeah. with you it's fine but you'll you'll begin paying of course oh, you can pay oh, for my oh, oh, calm down calm down I'll soon <laughs> I'll soon get youngsters to look after <laughs> uh, anyhow can you let me get through my my outro Jesus Christ you're going to make people think I don't want to say thank you hey <laughs> hey you please okay So thank you for making time to speak to me. This was really interesting. We should totally do it again. And yeah, I think oh. that's everything. Do you have anything to say? Oh. oh yes, I have something to say. As always. I'm told I've given a chance to be part of this and I hope I shall be invited again and again and again. For sure. You definitely will. It's a good night for me. Uh probably me too. It's like 5:30 but who cares? I'm going to bed soon mm. anyway. So oh, Okay. Uh good night. Bye. Good night.